Well, hello and welcome to Watch What Crappers, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on Yo Bravs. Okay, I'm Ronnie. Guess who I'm with? He's handsome. He's adorable. He's tiny waisted. Um, mm. pretty faced. His name is Ben Mandelger. Hello, Ben. Hi, everyone. I wish I could say I were tiny waisted still, but I'm I'm. I'm really more embracing a pear shape these days, um, and you know that's that's fine. You well, know, those I don't are my see choices. any pear it's shape either... in you because I only see your head. But if you are pear shaped, you're a pear on a popsicle. If Thank you. you I am hiding my pear these days, um, but um, you know it was worth it because I've had delicious cakes, and sometimes you just have to do things that make you happy, like eat cake. Yeah. Eat your cake, Ben. Okay. Well, everybody. Yeah, thanks. I will eat my cake and have it too. Thanks for being here today for Watch What Crap It's Kai. Um, Mondays are our big take a seat day. That's over on an app called Green Room. It's by Spotify. So just go download Green Room. We're at 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern. It's just a casual show. We just talk some Bravo news with each other and talk to you guys. You guys come up and rant and rave about whatever you feel like for a minute. That's super fun. So come join us for that. Um, well, to do that, just download the app, follow us. I'm at Ronnie Karam. That's at Ben Mandelker. Okay. Or if you can't That's find right. Ronnie Karam, search, take a seat and you'll find me. I don't know. I don't always search, show up and search. It's just like in real life. It's not crazy. Um, <laughs> He's so elusive. And then we have a big announcement coming Monday. We're very excited for that. And that's it. I think today we're doing Vanderpump yeah. Rules. Very big day. It's a, you know, Crappens on demand, no less. And we're on Crappens on demand. Yes. We're doing an extra this week because, um, just because everybody can watch one. I think everybody can watch this one. This one is for all bonus subscribers, okay? This is a little something for the world. Yeah, so if you're a bonus subscriber on Patreon, you will automatically get this video. What do you think of that, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so everybody, we're wondering, you know, Vanderpump Rules, it's going through changes. I'm a little scared. Ben's a little more optimistic is where we stood last week. I'm getting more optimistic after this episode because, man, the people on this show sure know how to not pick a man. I mean, there are some broken pickers on this show. Mm -hmm. That has stayed consistent, okay? Yeah. Um, I was concerned with this episode because it was front loaded with some really terrible pickleball stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh man, all the promise of the first episode, it's gone away. But by the end of the episode, I was like, actually, I'm surprisingly invested in this. And I got emotional a little bit a few times. And I was like, wait a second. That's I cried. Weird. Yeah, I cried. I, I yeah. squirted out some salties on this one. I was horrified. Yeah, was, right. Mostly I was because I don't cry. I normally cry like an animal video or something like that. You know, something I'm kind of detached from. But, um, you know, when it comes to real people, I'm like, you deserved it. You know, no matter what happened. Yeah. You know, <laughs> someone's like, I'm in a car wreck or something. And I'm like, you probably did something. You know, like I'm a cynical person. But, man, when it comes to to um when it comes to animals i'll cry but you know then i cried on this one i was so disappointed in myself well i'm assuming we may have cried at the same part which perhaps was that the raquel like being yeah you know like adam and she no an what animal. if it wasn't that like part it's like no Imagine. it was the pickleball was the i pickleball. was crying at the pickleball <laughs> really upset that who won pickleball i mean i would cry at that too to be honest but um yeah i mean but raquel is she is like a little beautiful woodland creature like she, she's. I don't know if she's like a, a like a gorgeous chipmunk or a a fawn. She's Bambi. Whatever she you is, know, there's a reason she she's was like called Bambi eyed bitch. Okay, she's not a bitch, but she is Bambi eyed, yeah. and that's a good thing. I wasn't sure if I was crying because her scene 
was so heartbreaking or because she really was looking at Lala as a role model. <laughs> but either way, like it, it caused me to cry about something. Well, it, you know, all of her storyline was very sad. But then it's also like, you know, just taking it back to Bambi. It's like watching Bambi when you know what happens, you know. You know that yeah. Bambi's mom going to go off and get, you know, nothing good is going to happen to Bambi's mom. And I feel like that watching her get engaged. Like, I'm happy for her because I see how happy it makes her. But she's getting engaged to yeah. James. Like, let's, I mean, love James or hate James. That's just not a good idea. Getting engaged yeah. to James. I mean, it's just not a good idea. And especially knowing that she's so insecure and this and that. And it's like she thinks that he's the prize in this relationship. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I feel like um, Raquel is Bambi and her worldview is Bambi's mother. And I'm just like very concerned for her. But um, I will say also, uh, we did not have any Lisa Vanderpump in this episode, but that's okay. Um, we do have an update about her, which was that in the season premiere, I was personally very happy that she'd moved away from magician, um, a magician look, which is what she's been doing recently. And I was like, oh, good. Like there's been like a little bit of a reset. She's moving away from the magician look. Then we saw some hints of it last last episode. And then um, earlier this week, there was some sort of fundraiser at TomTom. And not only did Lisa come as did she go back to magician she went so hard with a magician look like i was i was i'm a little concerned for her because you know i always thought that she wore the crazy magician outfits solely on vanderpump rules as a weird like i'm a boss and as a boss i have to wear a blazer and as as a person wearing a blazer i have to do magic but i was kind of felt like it her magician look existed solely in vanderpump rules but here it was on a red carpet in real life and i'm like Lisa. Well, I mean, a red Lisa, carpet. How, how, I mean, it was in front of Tom oh. Tom for, you know, a yeah. fundraiser. But still, Maybe it was you know. being filmed for the show. That would make more sense. But the point is, she came hard as a magician this week. Like, it wasn't just like it looked sort of – she looked she looked like she had killed Lance Burton and taken over his show, you know? Well, a lot of people were saying she's dressing just like Jiggy, which is hilarious. And then <laughs> um, I thought what was really funny about that – listen, I love a good, you know, Lisa Vanderpump. She's the only magician I like, okay? So <laughs> I support the magician look in general. I love a costume. Um, but what cracked me up was the very next day was the Halloween premiere, and everybody dressed in costumes. And guess what Kyle dressed as? A ringleader of a circus. She looked just. Oh, is that what she was dressed like? That yes. Which first of all, fuck off. You're no ringleader. I know that you. I know that you. You're center diamond and whatever. Sorry, Kyle. No, but um, also just that she. It looked like she was. She saw a Vanderpump picture, you know, on Getty Images or whatever, and immediately went out and got a similar outfit to compete. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a double copycat because she's both copycatting uh, Vanderpump with with the ringleader thing. But also, as has been mentioned before, Kathy Hilton was best friends with Michael Jackson to the point where Paris, J Michael Jackson's daughter Paris is named after Paris Hilton. Um, and he often would dress sort of like a band leader. So it's kind of like Kyle copycatting Michael Jackson and Lisa Vanderpump. So we're just going after all the all the people that are that are like getting in the way, you know, because, yeah. you know, she competed with Michael, all the all the people that are that are like getting in the way you know yeah because you know she competed with michael jackson well right? kyle's just, she had to have. kyle's just so lame that you know even on a day that's like raising money for haiti <laughs> and lisa vanderpump looks crazy kyle can still make us more mad than lisa vanderpump 
dressed as a magician. Yeah. So there you go. I thought it was well done. I now. thought it was weird that she named her event Haiti Ween. I was like, really? You have to one up there too? <laughs> That's strange, Kyle. <laughs> okay, let's get into uh, Vanderpump Rules. Shall I was trying we? to think uh, of Haiti up... jokes, and I was like, mm, no, mm, no, 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 no. I just no, went no. for that the was first a lot of deletes. That was a lot of deletes. It just happened in my brain right now. I'm going to need to take a minute. Haiti is enough. Okay, so Haiti's been um, through enough without my bullshit. Okay, by the way, that How was about that. I, I should. <laughs> I should mention that that was me trying to make a pun on eight is enough. I wasn't implying that Haiti is enough. You didn't say anything bad. You didn't say anything bad. No, no. I was just in my mind. In my mind, of course, it's terrible. You know, we love Haiti. We love Haiti. Um, Um, Okay. (laughs) Everybody go. Let's all go to Haiti. We love Haiti. Jeez. Okay. So uh, Vanderpump Rules opens up. Uh, with some classic Trixie Monocle music, right? Oh, like, this, this is was, this, this is was her, beautiful. This yeah. is so good. Mm-hmm. This was great, and this was such a perfect song for Vanderpump Rules. We are seeing everyone waking up hungover, and we're hearing Trixie saying, "Baby, think I'm crazy, but all I'm dreaming about, baby, is we getting this money because we made it. We getting this money because we made it." We're getting this money because we made it. We're getting this money because we made it. We're getting this money because we made it. And then it cuts to Katie in bed. I'm like, how does that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you only show the people that are making this music, that are scoring this show? Do you only show them the first two seconds of the scene of the shots of Palm Springs or whatever? Because surely they didn't know they were about to pan in on Katie. Yeah, I, I just love that <laughs> we're talking about getting this money and just Katie just piled under a or stuck under a duvet i mean this is very selling sunset too right selling sunset loves doing something like i'm a boss ass bitch i'm a bitch who's a boss and i walk down the street and say look at that boss and then it just cuts to like heather being like i like a latte (laughs) you know (laughs) well but at least heather has a job i mean that's even more of an argument for that kind of but katie i mean if you can if you can rhyme something with lego then by all means make a song for katie otherwise open on somebody else (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna make this money let go nap time nap time i'm a lady napping nap time nap time i love naps God, you'd think I would really be a huge fan of Katie with posters of her all over my room because I love a goddamn nap. So I don't know why I'm dissing Katie, but. I can say what I want. I'm not Karen. That's why I have a haircut like Karen. <laughs> that is some definite Trixie Monocle rhyming skills right yeah. there. Rhyming Karen with Karen. Um, so also <laughs> I felt very validated that they called Katie's hair Karen because I said it was Karen. Was and then people are like, it is not Karen. Yes, it is. And everybody complaining to me, you are a Karen as well. So go talk oh. to the manager about it. Okay, oh. talk to oh, the shit. manager. Yeah, I'm holding smell. my shirt really tight right now to try and get it unwrinkled. Ugh. Okay. So then we go okay, to so, everybody's waking up in Palm Springs after partying all night. So then we go to Raquel and Je- James, and James is still love bombing really thick. So either James just did something terrible or James is about to do something terrible. I'm getting cheating vibes from James because James hmm. is way too much right now. James is way too like, yeah. oh, she says, I love waking up with you. You always spoil me. And he's like, that means a lot because I'm always doing my best. To make you feel special. As he like rubs her hand. (laughs) Just love bombing. He's doing something wrong. Yeah. And then um, we see Charlie in bed. And uh, 
turns out she's talking to her that head, that mannequin head. But then the other twist is that ultimately we find out she's talking to her boyfriend. I'm not even going to indulge like what comedic elements were supposed to go into this. But she's talking and she's like, Lala said something about my pasta thing and I like lost it because I'm just like over it. Like I don't even think that makes sense. I honestly don't even remember what we were talking about because all I noticed was everyone's lip liner. And then I was thinking to myself, is my lip liner messed up too? Yeah, probably. That's I mean, if the <laughs> if your lip liner probably was messed up, I mean, if that head next to you is any um, measuring stick of your skill, <laughs> you're in danger. Okay, don't even do your and own really, makeup. That's what I would say. I really feel bad for Charlie that they they really don't give her any scene except with an inanimate object. Basically, I mean, I, they're really hazing her. Okay, I want I want them to like let her let her spread her wings a little bit. You know. Uh, I think she spread her wings with her whole like um, food thing last week, and I don't think anybody really got what she was, <laughs> what she was saying. Now I'm not dissing anybody's trauma. Okay, I'm not saying she did or did not have anything bad happen to her, and it's not funny or whatever. But when you're you come on and you start going on about pasta and fighting that happened two years ago, I don't know. She needs some practice. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So now we go to Lala and Rand's uh, rental, and um, of course, someone else is taking care of the baby. And uh, Lala, they're they're getting uh, dressed for pickleball, and Lala's like, pickleball is like old man's tennis. Like I'm used to dating like legitimate athletes, like basketball players and football players. Like when Randall became obsessed with pickleball, I was like, oh my god, I'm really with an old person. I'm like, that was the moment. That was the moment you realized you were with. Old person, it wasn't when you felt like you had two like old dried figs on your face, you know, like <laughs> is the pickleball that that clued you in? Yeah, you're just realizing. Uh, so Randall, they're getting ready for the pickleball, and Randall's like, Schwartz is the only one I'm coming for. The only one I'm coming for is Schwartz. And it's like, um, do not push it too far with Schwartz, because the second you go too far, it's gonna be a problem with me and Katie, and I'm not trying to deal with that. Okay, I'm being dead serious. And he's like, Katie's fine, all right. I just wish he'd been more forthright with me mm, find somewhere yeah. else to launder your money why are you being so forceful with your money on some business that you have nothing to do with weirdo yeah why do you <laughs> why do you care so much about a future failed restaurant right <laughs> so um they just have a high failure rate that's all i'm saying okay so then um then sandoval wakes up and he's like dude i have cotton mouth and um you know uh he starts talking to james and asking about what the what the plan is james comes so in james, like good morning it's good person morning. james his only addiction right now is sunshine fresh air and the bass cliff all right today we're in for pickleball then back here for some pool party vibes look at my pickleball outfit it's a uniform of a salad split i gotta keep fighting shape huh? i'm like what the hell james <laughs> Yeah, he was very chipper, very chipper in the morning. Um, and he's like, one thing I don't miss are hangovers because I absolutely don't have hangovers anymore because I'm totally sober right now. I am very, very sober and I have not taken any pre-workout pills at all. I don't miss the hangover. Yeah. And he's like, and now looking at Tom and Ariana, I'm glad I'm sober. Um, so then uh, it cuts to Sandoval like <laughs> hacking up. And uh, then we go over to Schwartz and Katie, and Schwartz is brushing his teeth with some, like, headscarf around his head. And um, Katie basically has Buffy's eyebrows right now. I'm not sure if Buffy came in there in the middle of the night. It's like a, a creepy ghost esthetician who took over Katie's face, but 
she has that doll head eyebrow. Yeah. And uh, she's like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not the only person that notices that you let Tom steamroll you. And Tom Schwartz goes, that's not true. Yes, it is. You have to assert yourself, which I like that Katie is steamrolling Tom in an effort to show how Tom steamrolls Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's like the competition, like who can steamroll Schwartz more. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, Baba, I have so many ideas. You have no idea. Oh, I have so many ideas. Okay, what are your ideas? What are Tom Schwartz's ideas? Literally, I mean, honestly, like, listen, I don't think it's good for people to be steamrolled. But you know what? If you act like pavement, it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Also, Katie, is this how you wake up? I mean, geez. It's like, "Mm." (sighs) good morning. Good morning. Tom steamrolls you. You need to do something (laughs) about it. This is bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> that is literally like being woken up by an actual steamroller. Like you fell asleep on asphalt and the, and the and the steamroller is coming towards you. That's what that's like. It's just funny that they keep bringing up steamrolling when they're like the most wrinkled shirt couple on Bravo. You know, <laughs> so they really could be, be like be like they would they could use a good pressing to be honest. Yeah. So um, Katie's like, I mean, you're in a partnership with someone who takes over everything, and he's like, Well, what do I care, Bubba? We're making moves, man. She's like, No. Tom's making moves. You're just sitting there going, sure, sure. And you're sitting there demanding a job you didn't earn where your duties will literally include saying, sure, sure, to people all day, Katie. Okay? That's what you want to do. You want to be a maitre d'. Guess what they do? Hello? Uh, Sure, sure. Oh, sure, sure. There's your table. (laughs) Right this way. Sure, sure. Let me get that for you. (laughs) Yeah, what does Katie want out of this life these days? I mean – that at one point, when the it's Katie is really a tale of sadness for this show because if you go back to the first season, she had ambitions of joining the music industry at some point, and then she had her blog, and now she's just doing nothing. I mean, she's just aspiring to maybe get a maid or job at a restaurant that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Katie, we need to we need to fix Katie a little bit. So um, Schwartz is like, "Come on, man, that's an insult to me." Yeah, that's the the point. <laughs> that was what she was doing, sir. Uh, so he's like, "Do I listen to my wife? Mm, do I value what she has to say? Uh, are those two questions or one? Can I split them up? Uh, do I listen to my <laughs> wife? I hear my wife." Do I value what she has to? I forgot what the I forgot what she said. What did she say? Uh, Schwartz, this is the producer. Uh, we're gonna need you to make that into one big question, and you have to do that right now. Uh, but please go on, talk about how you do not get steamrolled. Okay, now please do this as as we command. But I'm torn because if I do talk to Tom, he's gonna steamroll me about steamrolling me, and I don't want to get steamrolled. Listen to my wife. Who listen? What? Baba. Uh so katie winds up calling him lackadaisy which is kind of funny um and he's like no i'm not lackadaisical look see how i said lackadaisical instead of lackadaisy and didn't even didn't even shame you about it like you would shame me baba see i don't care about outward appearances can't you tell i've never cared about outward appearances and she's like but i do think in business you should care about that so then I mean, she's not wrong. we go to um, Summer Moon in her crib and Sheena's putting, you know, she's like looking over all of her breast milk in the fridge and stuff. And she's like, yeah, honey, we're good for the week. Oh, my God. Brock, where did he go? <laughs> and looks around the living room confused. 
And Brock is outside on a pickleball court practicing pickleball. And uh, he's just hitting at the ball at the wall. And then Randall shows up. He's like, the world champion has arrived. Brock, did you come to get an edge? Huh? Huh? <laughs> um, Brock's like, look, I'm a competitive person. All right. So even though I never played pickleball, I'm better than myself. Which I don't know what that means, but I think he said I'm better than myself. And he, he said, said I'm betting on myself. Oh, I'm bidding on myself. Thank you. I was like, I'm better. Uh, how come that couldn't logically come to me? I literally rewound that twice. Like, what? He's better than himself. <laughs> Listen, I'm good at rugby, baseball, cricket, golf, frisbee golf, miniature golf, Mario golf. And I'm pretty good at netball, net runner, volleyball, volleyball. Balls, basketball, I just like balls. bowling, <laughs> monopoly, donkey twirling, <laughs> cornhole, juggling, mountain flipping, baby tossing. I even invented a game where I take a triangle from like the symphony and I just throw it at trees. I'm great at that game. Burger That's a good rolling, one for me. rolling burgers. That's a good one. Burger rolling. Uh, rolling, rolling. What are those rolling, rolling, rolling polies? You ever play marbles with rolling polies? Squid game. So good at squid game. Titty tweaking. Tractor racing. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Kangaroo pushing. Um, by the way, did you notice that Randall has an assistant who looks like Lala? I thought that was strange. Like It was like boy Lala. Oh, I was going to say, I keep thought it, it was an a eye boy. On that. Uh, yeah, he it came was in like with a, his was... assistant, Sean. I wrote it down, yeah. guys, in case anybody was like, oh my God, I have to listen to Watch What Crappens because I forgot the assistant's name. I wrote it down too, Ronnie. Don't you worry. Sean. Um, that's why I felt like I had to observe that. I was like, if I took the time to write down Sean's name, I'm going to make an observation about his face. Okay. Well, what, <laughs> he a, looks like Lala. what better way to start off a sham wedding season on Vanderpump Rules than with sham tennis? Okay. Mm. So, uh, Sean, uh, whoever. Uh, I still haven't gone to meet baby sham tennis. Uh. <laughs> um, so whoever sandoval comes and everybody's dressed wacky okay because sandoval's in charge of the season so every scene has yeah. to have a fucking wacky costume okay he's like the theme <laughs> of this pickleball tournament is t is 80s tennis that means short short bright colors headbands and awesome hair dude that's just tennis that's just tennis like tennis i think no matter what decade you're in you look like your 80s tennis right um, I, I, I don't think pickleball needs a theme. I think the pickle, the theme for pickleball is pickleball, right? I don't think we need to belabor the pickleball at this moment. Yeah. So Sheena and Lala are talking while the game starts and Sheena's like, well, all I gotta say is Brock better win. Cause he has been here for hours practicing and he let me suck with a baby at home. I'm like so fortunate that I get to have my mom come to Palm Springs and help with my baby. And I pair her, which she hates. And then she tells me I don't need to do that. And then she would do it for free. She just works for enchiladas. And I'm like, Mom, I can't make enchiladas because I'm not in Marina Del Rey anymore. I only make enchiladas in Marina Del Rey. And she's like, fine, but I'll take care of your baby. And do you mind if I take your baby for a walk? I'm like, sure, but where's Brock? And she's like, I don't know where Brock is because I don't like Brock. And I'm like, I just wish I could get along. I mean, you left me all alone at home with the baby. Yeah, get used to it, okay? Because you uh, knew no. his past when you, when you got mm -hmm. with that one. Um, so yeah, she's going on about her mom and she's like, yeah, he's like, can we sleep? And then your mom can do the 3 a.m. feed. And I'm like, she just went to bed. <laughs> yeah. And Brock is saying how he wants organized help. I want organized help like a, like a night nurse. Machina doesn't want that. He goes, like these guys have. And he points to Brock 
I mean, he points to Rand and Lala. Um, they're like multimillionaires, Brock. Do you have a job, sir? What is yeah. his job? I need yeah, to look it up. What is Brock, Brock's job? I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like his job is literally to be the the human model for those those commercials for Do you have an invention? You know those commercials for <laughs> Do you have an invention? And there's the caveman tinkering at the wheel. They're like, all right, we need to we need to reanimate this. Brock, can you get in there? Okay, artists, line up. Okay, just animate what Brock is doing. Okay, for the invention commercial. Okay, let's see. After leaving his pro sports career behind, Brock opened two F45 gyms in San Diego and began working as a personal trainer. When the lockdown forced many gyms to close in 2020, he launched Homebody, a platform that allows fitness influencers <laughs> to monetize content, such as live virtual group classes. So he lost money okay um uh brock you know i i i'm sensing when he says he wants organized help he basically wants someone to take care of the baby that he can like that can't make mom demands that's basically yeah what he, wants, he right? wants an actual employee not somebody that you're paying so, that's going but she's my mom hell no don't yeah. hire your mom but Sheena's yeah. like, I'm not that kind of person. She's like shading Lala. She's like, I'm not the kind of person who's going to hire round-the-clock help for my child because I want to raise the child on my own. But you're not. You're raising it with – your mom's <laughs> still raising it. I mean, I get the whole, like, maybe keep it in the family kind of thing. But, you know, that's not – how fair is that to your mom, you know? Listen, to anybody who's got a child that's having a child, move. Move fucking far away because this is what <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> If you're in Australia, move to America. You know what I'm saying? So then um, uh, now it's the first annual Pickleball Open starring not Teddy Mellencamp. Sorry, everyone. And all right, everyone, pickle away. I'm Rand. So Rand is like very into it. And we see them all playing Pickleball. And um, Lala is like super competitive. I don't know if it's like performative competitive for the show, but she's like throwing rackets and just being generally very annoying. Like even if it is for cameras, I'm just like not about it. And she's just terrible. And then we see Raquel. And of course Raquel is playing the way you would imagine Bambi to play pickleball, which is like, huh? And she's actually playing well. Like she's sort of slow Raquel and graceful. Raquel is in like, like a commercial. She's in like a commercial for a 50s housing division, you know, where it's like, come with your family, play pickleball. She's wearing like a little 50s sweater and like the perfect little tennis outfit. And she's just like yeah. graceful. I can't even believe she's hitting the ball because it looks so fake. She's like, Papa. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's very WandaVision, right? <laughs> <laughs> and James is like, oh my god, Raquel is acting, R Riddell, I mean, uh, Lola is acting ridiculous, <laughs> all right? She's nothing like my sweet Raquel. Yeah, and uh, then Sandoval does his comic bit, which is like, dude, my this, my technique is distraction, whether it's the hair, the whistle, psychological warfare, uh, but like, and then he like jumps on the wall, he sort of does like a kung fu thing on the wall. And then um, really the, the best part for me in all this pickleball was Katie on the court. And at one point, Tom Schwartz just like runs across her court for some reason because of course he was. Of course he does that. Oh, Bubba, sorry. I didn't realize there's another game going on here. Yeah. And she's like, get the fuck off our court, dude. Yeah. I'm like, like, God. I loved how angry she got. She's like, can just let's, <laughs> let's just get this over with so we can move on because she's stuck with Tom and she's stuck with yeah. Sandoval. And she's like, pickleball was chosen by random draw, but I just happened to choose the most annoying player. And you cut to Tom <laughs> like, <laughs> playing trumpet on his pickleball racket 
Um, Andre Ugasi. Why um, did we not get a follow-up on how Brock performed? I feel like there was a lot of talk about how Brock woke up early. He practiced. We saw him practicing. But I felt like we didn't see any follow-through on ha- on his pickleball performance or how he liked it or how was it in real life. Was this sport something that it was a challenge for him? You know, I felt like these were things that were not explored about pickleball. Interesting okay? that you would see this entire episode and still expect any kind of follow-through from Brock. <laughs> it's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So then uh, Schwartz and Rand are in the finals. And Schwartz is like, I've never played pickleball in my life until I met Randall. And then we see a clip of that, which I can't believe that didn't make the show. Weird. <laughs> I know, can't believe it. <laughs> and Katie tells us that she's really proud of, of Schwartz for making it to the finals, which is so sad that this is the bar that we're at with Tom Schwartz of, in terms of accomplishments. And uh, she's really happy and she's hoping it's going to give him a boost of confidence <laughs> or a boost of testosterone right to the ball sack, as she says. And um, again, it's sad. They're just looking for any sort of spine under any kind of rock like just turning over rocks saying like is this gonna help is this gonna do it like recreational pickleball will this be the moment what if it did what if he was like god i'm really good at pickleball i'm gonna become a brain doctor now you know <laughs> it's like something crazy it really does inspire you that much get back on his pre-med track because he was pre-med wasn't he <laughs> i don't know in, school, in college was yeah he, he was yeah. Wow. Um, so then uh, we go back to the house and we get a shot of the pool and it's just Raquel in the pool alone. And she's holding a drink up and she's like dancing, she's like bouncing up and <laughs> dancing all by herself. And um, <laughs> Sandoval calls, uh, we're going to have a, you know, oh, he's calling the pool club. I said he's calling. I was trying to figure like out what vendors. pool club meant. Yeah. He's calling the pool club. He's calling all the vendors because he's making this a big, huge deal for James's engagement. Yeah, he's doing all that. And there's going to be fireworks, etc. And then uh, time for a pool party. So James is DJing. Everyone's dancing, getting into the water. I love this song. Oh, I forgot how to dance, Bubba. And they're partying, having good times. And then they want to play some Jenga. So it's like that kind of like like truth or dare kind of Jenga, you know, yeah, with stuff Jenga. written on the blocks. And yeah. Schwartz is like, can we play Jenga? Cause I made the Jenga blocks. And Sandoval's like, bro, you wrote all of these out by yourself. <laughs> so proud Just trying to prop them up wherever they can. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, but like truly the worst thing I feel like you could play with someone like Schwartz, who's looking for confidence as Jenga, like a game where literally it's just a fragile state where you're going to knock everything over and ruin the whole, everything for everyone, you know? Yeah. And because um, it's um, Bravo, you have to see the same storylines on every show. Like there's usually like multiple storylines on at least two shows. This week it's white people rapping terribly. Okay. We got it on below yeah. deck med. And then the very next night, here we are with Sandoval. His dare is to rap. Yeah. And uh, he's like, we're in Palm Springs. Let me tell you what's things. Um, I pissed on my jacket last night when I was really drunk. And I thought it was a bathroom. And I pissed all over my white fur jacket. And I'm a piece of shit. I was just being James giving the beat in the background there. He doesn't even try. He just goes through his day. I feel like that's how I would be (laughs) rapping. Got up this morning. Went back to bed. Uh... My dog looked at me funny because he needed to be fed. So then I fed him. And then I went pee. Um, it's just you and me. 
Um, why is watching Netflix in the day feel so weird? Uh, <laughs> this goes nowhere. Still better than what they did on Below Deck Med. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. So basically, Tom Sandoval did pee on his faux fur jacket, which is really what that jacket was meant for, right? It just was there to receive urine at some point in his life. And yeah, it looked um, like one of and, those IKEA rugs, like the fake lamb skin rugs, or the like, yeah. not lamb. What are, what are those fur rugs? You know what I'm talking lamb. about. Uh, yeah, those, or, uh, or I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, it looks like one of those. And every time I see those, I'm like, you're just asking your dog to pee on that, right? Because it looks and, to a dog, it looks like big tall grass. So then he basically um, he peed, and then he tried. I guess he washed off, or who knows why he put it out in the sun to 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 warm it up. I don't know. Was there? I I don't know. But yeah, he Lala put it in the sun obsessed. to dry it off, and Lala's like, "You baked <laughs> the piss and your faux fur. That is racha af." <laughs> way to be current with your slang lala so then um so then james of course gets marry fuck kill okay well obviously i marry raquel and you know we know all fuck lala because we did that once before and then raquel sort of tells us she tells us like i do try to forget that james and lala slept together knowing that james used to be with her makes me insecure because lala's self-esteem is through the roof. I'm like, no, someone has to tell Raquel that Lala's self-esteem is in the gutter. Okay, that's why she talks the way she talks. That's why she talks such a big game. Because she has no self-esteem, Raquel. Raquel, you're better than this. Yeah. And James, it's super awkward because he's like, you know, I've already slept with someone here. And Lala's like, I mean, process of elimination, right? And everybody's making cringy looks. And he goes, and it's good. It's good. All right. We're totally, I mean, it's totally in the past now, which is why I was comparing my girlfriend to you all during Pickleball and immediately brought up fucking you in the first group setting we got to afterwards. And then he goes, and then in terms of killing, hmm. And Schwartz goes, you can kill Katie. <laughs> She's like, um, you can't offer me up. I can only offer myself up, Tom. I love, oh, no, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love that Tom is a constant Olympia Dukakis in Steel Magnolias and Katie is a constant Weezer. It actually makes <laughs> sense. It's like every time it comes up, it's like, boom, here, hit Weezer. <laughs> I need to hit somebody. Here, hit her. <laughs> so Katie's like, you can't kill me. And he's like, I'm just busting your balls, babe. And James is like, I wouldn't pick you, Katie. I wouldn't pick you. Otherwise, I'd have to marry the ketchups myself. And that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So we kill Schwartz instead. And so then they're like, uh, so Raquel pulls one. And it looks like one of the most benign ones of all. But it actually sends her kind of down a path. And hers just says, make a toast. So she's like, I'm bad at toast. Okay. Cheers to an amazing time in Palm Springs and creating friendships and cultivating broken friendships. And they're like, oh, Raquel. And you're like, you know, I'm watching at this point, I'm watching it being like, oh, like you had the easiest one, you poor thing. And then she tells us how uh, she was like, I've always gotten uneasy when I talk in front of. A group of people. The whole reason why I started competing in pageants was to build my confidence. And I overanalyze what I say, and I'm quick to shame myself. I'm not mean to other people. Why am I mean to myself? I'm like, oh, Raquel, someone just airlifts Raquel out of this group of people right now. <laughs> she cannot be here any longer. I know. I really worry for Raquel. I don't like that she's here. I like that she's on TV. I really love Raquel, but this is not the place for you. Okay. 
This is she needs to be like in a bakery, because like in like a Nancy Myers bakery, you know, where she could be uplifted by someone like Meryl Streep. Well, it's kind of like the beginning of so many chick flicks, right? Where like let's take a Mean Girls type thing, right? Where she goes into this group, she's really insecure, she just wants to be kind of cool, and everybody kind of teases her, and then she becomes the mean girl. I don't want that part where she becomes yeah. like a Lala, you know? Like Lala is her blueprint, you know? I don't want that. Do not. You need a better bru- blueprint, okay? Get out of yeah. the show. Take her away. Get away from James. Get away from the show. You need a better blueprint. I think we need to reboot the starting over house and put her in it and that would fix everything. Just have like three straight weeks of Yanla Van Zant and the and the blonde lady, whatever her name was. And, you know, she could go to like a like she could do all sorts of fun exercises, like having to step over physical luggage to represent her getting rid of her own luggage. <laughs> I think that's what she needs. So then um, Katie dares Lala to put on Tom's piss cut. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so gross. This is so gross. This is crazy. So later, after that wackiness, okay, so this far into the episode, I'm like, uh, just cancel it. That, that's my general feeling. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, I was notes. concerned. I was concerned at this point <laughs> as well. I, yeah. Uh, I was also very – I also didn't like when Lala said, I've never seen someone turn a faux fur coat into a pea coat. That was a mom joke. I'm like, oh, I'm a mom now. I'm a mom. I didn't realize, Lala, you're you're a mom. Wow. Do you have a baby at home? Can you not do this because you have a baby at home? I can't. I have a baby at home. I will not do this. I can't put pee on myself. I have to think of the baby. It's a baby at home. So then later we go to Sheena's Palm Springs house. And uh, she, odd design. You know, Sheena. So it's, it's expected. But. She's got like an avocado thing going on because she's got these two kitchen pendants that are like avocado leaves. They're like triangular leaves. Mm. They look like two giant avocados. And then she's got some like kind of flower, metal flower thing on the wall that's also those triangular weirdo (laughs) leaves. I'm not sure what Sheena's doing, but give her an avocado. I don't think. (laughs) You can take the girl out of Azusa. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can't get the Azusa out of the girl or the avocado leaves. So, um, her mom Brock is- comes out. She's like one of these blondes who talks like that. She looks like she's kind of like using a dummy. Like she's not opening her mouth really or moving her lips yeah. when she talks. <laughs> she just kind of like smiles, but you know that she's disappointed in you. Yeah, and she walks in while Brock is burping Summer Moon, which is funny because Brock has like it's just like a giant mountain just burping this little baby, like, uh, uh, uh. and I kind of feel like I feel like what we did not see was that every time he burped Summer Moon, that Sheena was in the corner burping. Like she's like, sometimes I just like to burp with my baby; it just brings us closer. <laughs> like I could imagine Sheena in the corner be like. <clears throat> <laughs> I just feel closer to my baby when I do that. We're like so bonded. Um, <laughs> so Sheena tells the baby that she's going to get to meet her first friend. Her name is Ocean. And uh, the baby cries a little. And then the mom's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I heard the baby crying. I didn't ask you, how was Pickleball? Brock, was it worth leaving in the morning to practice? It was totally worth it. I can now add pickleball to my list of lots of sports that I can do now. It was totally worth it. Mm. And he he tells us, 
the friction between me and Erica is quite heated. You can feel it. I like he, he adds the R. He's an R adder mm-hmm. under names. Oh, I feel like Brock's leaving. I was like, oh my god, Brock is leaving us first thing in the morning. <laughs> well, you guys had the foot down. Don't, don't, you know, nothing, no reason for me to be here. And this makes it so, it makes it so much funnier that Sheila is wearing like an Azusa wedding outfit you know like a wedding in azusa style top like a, a <laughs> yeah. white kind of summery top and then a white bow mm-hmm. in her hair like a little girl <laughs> yeah and uh he's he's brock is saying um that it's an employee employer relationship he's in terms of like his mother-in-law or future mother-in-law it's like it's an employee 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 mother relationship but she's opinionated as fuck and um uh, Sheena's like, well, I just didn't want to bring my mom, and I just didn't want my mom having to do anything on her birthday because today is her birthday, and like, I even though we pay her, like, it's not her birthday, and she birthed me, and like, when when you burp Summer, you're burping me, and when you burp me, you're burping my mom, so like, don't burp her on her birthday. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, but it's her job, so it's like, well, I'm glad you went out and played. Is it a sport you're going to take up, Brock? Can we expect you leaving more in the mornings to go enjoy your new sport? Mm. <laughs> and he's like, no, not at all. And she's like, oh, you're going to stick to rugby? Mm. <laughs> what the hell, Sheila? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she's, my, she's got the passive-aggressive thing down because she really she looks really like does. she's just being sweet, you know? But she's totally, totally being passive aggressive, which is great. This is where, you know, Sheena is great at that too. So now we really see where she gets it. Because we've seen her mom over the years, but her mom just sort of is the smiling, kind of empty figure. And now we really get to see Sheena's roots, which is great. So, and it's really funny Brock, because he's like, Brock gets mad and he like does this Popeye thing, like one of his eyes starts twitching. And uh, Sheena's like, well, Brock, Brock and my mom black odds over pretty much everything because like Brock is a Taurus and my mom's a Gemini. It's like, oh, Sheena, is that still how you're qualifying every relationship in your life? Oh my God. <laughs> well, and as we all know, a Gemini is a Peruvian SUV. So like a Ford Taurus and a and a Peruvian Gemini, they just do not work well together. So um, so Erica takes the baby and they walk out and she walks but she off. She says the most passive aggressive thing too. She goes, um, why don't you let me take the baby? She might have an extra burp for me. <laughs> and just leaves. like wow you can't even burp the baby right brock <laughs> which is surprising i feel like one like light thumb from brock sends just all burps out for the week no like the, the burps are gone they're it's like, like why did the, like why did the baby's burps. teeth never come in they're like oh they try to but every time they start coming in he burps her and one little tooth flies across the room <laughs> <laughs> So sorry for leaving you this morning, Sheena. And she's like, well, I was overly exhausted and you went to sleep earlier than me and then slept longer than me. Oh, well, you're, you're upset because you're upset with me because I went to bed before you because you had makeup on and you pumped. Would you like me to take your makeup off for you and pump? Because I'm not pumping that milk anytime soon, all right? Did you really need to go to practice an hour earlier? Uh, yes. yes. He Popeyes. <laughs> He's like, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> You weren't even remembering it was my mom's birthday and her back's been bothering her and I didn't want to ask her to do anything, so I was just frustrated because she has a bad back and it really hurts her a lot right now. 
He's like, but you're frustrated with everything and you try it all to me. I don't want you to think I'm abandoning you. All right. Interesting choice of words. I don't He's want preloading. You to, yes. I He's don't want preloading that. I don't want you painting this picture of me that I'm this proper sleeper who leaves his wife to play pickleball. Mm, no, you're kind of doing all the things she's mad about. You, you literally left in the morning. So it's not like she's frustrated with something else that she's putting on to you. She's frustrated that you left in the morning because you left in the morning. What do you what do you miss? You you are Brock the sleeper. You went to sleep and you woke up early to practice for a sport for a tournament that has no consequence or repercussions. So she's like, well, I only made one little comment. He's like, it's the only effort and all all I control is my effort. And guess what? I can't breastfeed. So I might not even I I shouldn't even be part of this family. I can't breastfeed. So guess what? I'll check in on you next month. Goodbye now. And she's like, well, I hate when you're my mom. I hurts because it like makes my head hurt. Because you need to help yourself. What? <laughs> All right, Phony Robbins. What the fuck kind of thing is that to say when someone's upset with you? You need to help <laughs> yourself. And she's like, um, well, I guess I do have a lot of hormones pumping through me. And he goes, if I go to hear about hormones one more time. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I can use it for another year. Get the get this man the fuck out of here! What are you doing, Sheena? My God, out, yeah. out! You're not so, that hot. No, it's not. You're hot, <laughs> but you're not hot enough for this, sir. Yeah. So now it's nighttime, and everyone's partying and doing shots and everything. And um, <laughs> Schwartz is like, "Should we go to the pool? Should we? Should we go to the?" And then Sandoval just interrupts and goes, "Guys, we should do a toast right now." Just steamrolling Schwartz's ideas of what they should be doing right now, which is funny. It's a fun little touch. Yeah, except, you know, again, Schwartz doesn't really have any plan. It's like, what should we yeah. do? Should we go to the pool? <laughs> no, stupid. <laughs> um, so he goes, I want to do a toast, but we should really leave it to the professional. Raquel! She's like, guys, <laughs> you put pressure on me. And they all start teasing her to give a speech, you know, not knowing that they're traumatizing this, this girl. <laughs> this poor girl. She's like, my, I go even more brain dead once I, once I start anticipating the speech. I go even more brain dead. Um, so I'm grateful for this man and cheers to that. And they're all like, yay! So I mean, you're um, just talking to the cast of Vanderpump Rules. It doesn't really need to be that deep, you know. No one's listening to you anyway. They're all checking their Instagram. Just say, yay! We have drinks. Cheers! And I'll say cheers. That's it. Yeah, you're not the commencement speaker at you know Princeton or something. So, um, so tomorrow is going to be our cella, but it's not really our cella. It's our cella for Rochella, which is funny because Raquel's name is Raquel, not Rochelle, but you know, Hey, you know, it's that, that's a cool use of putting R on Coachella. It should that's have cool. been, um, Jarkella, Jarkella, right? Ooh. What would be there? What would be, or how about Raquella? Jaquella. Raquella. It's more of her name. Raquella. Yeah. It, but like, it should be like the their couple part. name, like James and Raquel. Jaquel, right? Would that be their couple name? Jaquel? Ja- or Jaquel or Rames? Ro- Rokames? The thing is, there's also Rochella. It's like, Ro- guess Hames. what? I, I love you so much. I changed Coachella into a word that has the word Roach in it. That's how much I love you. And I did it for you, Rochella. <laughs> it's Archella. Archella. Oh, Chella. Um, so oh, Chella. Uh, Raquel's like, uh, James, should we go outside? And he's like, all right. He's like, you don't have to worry about anything. She's like, but, you know, like, 
why did I have to pull the block that said I have to make a toast? And he's like, but you don't have to worry about making a toast. You don't have to feel embarrassed about that, babe. She's like, but my whole life I've like freaked out and I'm worried about talking to other people. Like even my closest friends. Raquel, Raquel. Making a toast is very different than talking to people, okay? You're a great talker with your friends and you're chatting. Everyone likes when you say things like, that's cool, or, oh, neat. Everyone loves that, Raquel. And listen, you don't have to be embarrassed. That's why I'm here. I am the embarrassment for you. Don't worry about your speeches, okay, Raquel? Yeah, but like growing up, I would never raise my hand in class and I feel like that hurt my confidence. Well, you can't dwell on your past. I mean, if I dwelled on my past, I would have five broken arms and be still crying over George Michael, right? But you can't think about that because you did just because you didn't raise your hand in class that you'd be like that forever, okay? That'd be like, I mean, just because I DJ in Sir doesn't mean I'll be DJing in Sir forever. Someday I'll be DJing in Pump, okay? You got a dream big. Don't look at the past. Last time I looked at the past, it was in the form of a credit card bill. And I opened it up and basically my mother had spent everything against. Don't look at it. Just don't look at it. Just call Citibank and ask them for a fresh pin. All right. Listen, one day, one day you're splitting salads. Next day, you're paying for the salad all by yourself. You got to think big. You don't have to be that person that splits salads all the time. And she's like, but being around someone like Lala, who's like super confident, it can be like super intimidating. And uh, she's she tells us that James and Lala have a lot in common. And um, then we see the clip of, I can see that everyone here has not been working on their summer bodies. And James goes, oh, you guys, are you pregnant? So it's like. What they have in common is that they're terrible people. They're fucking monsters. (laughs) But Raquel sees that as like, wow, they speak their minds. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck about what people think about them. So I look at her and I'm jealous that she feels so important because I don't feel like that at all. I'm like, we don't feel that way either, that Lala's important. Okay. She's not. She's not important. Yeah. Raquel. So James is like, but you don't want to be like that, babe. Loud and obnoxious about everything. It scares me when you say that. It scares me. And she's like, but I can't even give a proper toast. Like, what the fuck? Like, why can't I say cheers, everyone? We're having fun tonight. You need to step out of your box, okay? You got to step out of your box and sit on the toilet paper, okay? Because that's how you get ahead in life, Raquel. And um, she's like, but I try. Everything I do is trying to get out of my comfort zone. How are you not embarrassed by me? Okay, now this is when the helicopter needs to start descending. I need a rope to just fall down from the sky and someone on a speakerphone to be like, "Uh, please grab the rope. Nope, nope, nope. Only Raquel. Raquel, please. Someone said in Bethany Frankel, this is a crisis. Okay, you know what? Get up. Okay, okay, sad girl. Okay, get up. But if if Bethany were to save her, immediately get out of Bethany's presence right afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, ah, just kidding with the rope. Uh, but here's a gift card. It's like a little $5 gift <laughs> card to Chili's falls on her head. Can you, can, you, can you make a speech? Can you make a speech? Okay, guess what? You're my new CMO. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> so he gives her like a little speech and... He's like, I want to tell you, you can do anything in this world, Raquel, because you can. All right? And she just beams. She's so cute. I love Raquel. I love Poor her. Raquel. Seeing her crying over this, saying how she's just basically tried her whole life to be 
to not be like this. Ah, my heart broke for her, and and my heart broke for her that she really, she looked to Lala as like as, as yeah. an example of someone empowered. And it's like no, like, and this is this is totally serious. This is not to be like to be shady to Lala, but it's it's true. I think that Lala is deeply insecure, and it's just so sad that Raquel reads that as as someone who's very very confident. When I actually think it's the exact opposite. It's just very sad. Poor yeah. thing. I know. I feel bad for her too. Um, she's just so cute. You know, I just want to, can I just like buy a blanket off of Amazon and send it to her? I just want to wrap her in blanket. Just make her put it somewhere soft. Um, so then, um, we get a shot of Charlie, Charlie talking to herself in the mirror going like, I love you. You're the best. And then Ariana and Tom in their room getting ready. And Ariana's like, Oh, there's a bug in here. And it's the same bug I put out last night. And Tom's like, oh, let me, let me. She goes, Tom, I can get the bug. I don't need you to let me, let me. Okay, I got it. He's like, all right. Oh, my God, it got on me. It got on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your help. Okay, I don't need It's touching me. It's fucking touching me. <laughs> and then Katie, now Katie and Schwartz, do I look bad? And he goes, oh, well, no, your hair is a little bit of a Karen haircut. She goes, no, it's not. <laughs> no. No, Bubba, only for a second. It was only like that for a second. I'm like, what do you mean only for a second? Yeah, for a second you look like, <laughs> like a Karen. Warped. But you're not a Karen. You're not a Karen. You're the opposite of a Karen. You're, I don't know. What is the opposite of a Karen? What were we talking about? Nerok. You're a Nerok. It's Karen. Ba- you're a backwards Karen. And she's like, um, why would he say I have Karen hair? Like, do you ever want to have sex again for the rest of your life? <laughs> and he's like, you know, I just don't like that people think I'm a pushover. I don't want them to think I'm a pushover. She's like, then prove it. <laughs> oh, which is her basically pushing him over. <laughs> to prove I know, it. he falls over. He's like, oh, okay, I will. I will prove it. Uh, and then, and then, so, and then, by the way, Tom Sandoval actually just drifts into the scene because they're actually in, out in the kitchen, and he's like, "Dude, I'm right here," you know, because they're clearly talking about him, right? And he's like, "Oh, oh, I was just telling her our new spot. She thinks you're steamrolling me." <laughs> and she goes, "Katie goes, Katie goes, don't Oko Yoko me, don't Ono Yoko me, okay? Do not Ono Yoko me." <laughs> I think she actually said, don't Oko Yono me, which is even worse. Okay, she got scrimmed all up, especially <laughs> for someone who had ambitions of being in it. Like, you know, her her Instagram name is Music Kills Katie. I think Katie kills music, actually. <laughs> yeah. You daisy fuck. Uh, <laughs> so Sandoval's like, I don't think of Katie as the Oko Yono because I don't think of Schwartz as the Lon Jenin. He's more of a Stingo Rar. <laughs> oh my god, poor thing. How long how many times how many takes <laughs> did that take? That reminds me, our new bar our new bar is called Stingo Rar. So uh Sandoval's like, dude, tell me what's going on. Like, oh well, I feel uh, like you're steamrolling me a little bit. And uh the name I felt I felt steamrolled about the name and you, you steamrolled me just a little bit. And then Sandoval looks at him, and you think for a moment like he's going to do one of these things like, dude, you're my brother. Even though I'm number one and you're number two, we're equal numbers here. And if I steamrolled you, I'm sorry. But instead he goes, 
I did not. <laughs> not. He's like trying to program him. He's like, I did not. He goes, okay, you didn't. I did not. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I just got, I just got steamrolled. I just got that word from Yoko. Cause you're not Yoko, Bubba. You're Bubba Ono. Okay, she's better than Yoko, and she has Karen hair and lots of Legos, and she, she taught me how to say steamroll a lot. You know, um, steamrolled. No. I did not steamroll. <laughs> you did not steamroll. Okay. You know, I guess this is about me. I need to be more assertive about my feelings. And Katie's just like. <sighs> <laughs> Her hair is calling the manager of the scene. So <laughs> I don't want to get steamrolled ever. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Sandoval's like, dude, I don't want you to ever feel steamrolled ever. Which is why I made sure I did not steamroll you. I did not steamroll you. And any any reasons why you felt steamrolled is because I brought you a steamed roll to eat. Because I'm that good of a friend. I love oh, steamrolls. Yeah, you hate steamrolls. I hate steamrolls. You love steamrolls. I love steamrolls. You hate them. Oh. I don't want you to feel bad. I don't feel bad. I want you to. I want you. I want to see you patting your head. I love my head. Now I want to see you rub your belly at the same time. Yum, my belly. Now I want you to name one good song Yoko ever did. I can't. Exactly, bro. Exactly. All right. Katie's like, my turn, my turn, my turn. Okay. I want you to give up your your seat in first class for me. No, can't do it. What the (laughs) fuck? You're not. (laughs) Why can't I steamroll you? She just doesn't have that Bubba Ono touch. So um, then we go to Sheena at her house, um, and they're brushing their teeth, getting ready to go out, and Brock's swinging his massive hair around, and Sheena's like, that hair is ridiculous. (laughs) Erica poked her head in. So not going to the barber today? No, not going to the barber again today? Okay, that's fun. Fun for you. Okay, I'm going to go take care of the baby, because someone has to, right? Bye. (laughs) So then uh, Schwartz and Katie in bed, and uh, I guess they're waking up from a nap, or is it the morning? I don't know. I guess it's I, I don't, know I don't even know where nap we are. Or the, I don't know. So he the wakes time, up in time, bed. What is time? And he's got a box of Cheez-Its. And she's like, that's a drunk mood to have the box in bed with you. And he's like, yeah, I woke up with Cheez-Its in my mouth, and I kept, I kept chewing, swear to God. <laughs> His ambition knows no bounds. So um, then James is like, hello, my love. Which... That's all that happened. I just felt like it was important to. It's just how he does it. You know, he's acting very like, hello, my love, my one and only. He's just acting very un-James. It's confusing me. So then Charlie's doing, you know, trying to do something. God bless her heart. She's trying. So she's smudging the house. And she's like, we're smudging the house today because of all the dumb bitches. Maybe I should just do myself chase so I'm not a dumb bitch. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then it's pool time and Sandoval has a giant fan and, uh, he and James, uh, say that they're going to go to the supermarket or something or go go on a run. Um, but they're really going to go oversee the setup for Rochella. And so, um, they're just like talking about getting ready and everything. And so James and Sandoval show up at like the, the polo grounds, which is where like real life Coachella happens. It's where hell happens once a year, you know? And, um, it's like, it's like they decided, let's go look at what hell is, you know, what happens to hell when the flames are not on. And that's, I'm so mean to Coachella. I've never even been, I'm being such a judgy, judgy podcaster right now, but that's my right as a podcaster. It's my right because I 
have been victimized by too many Coachella posters on my Instagram feeds and Facebook feeds. And it's not fair. And I reserve the right to call it hell without even going there. I think I have that right, Ronnie, don't I? Sure, babe. I mean, I don't really know anything about Coachella except that it's outside. So I'm, I'm anti-Coachella <laughs> for that reason. Except that, except that all the content that comes from there, with the exception of Beyonce's concert, all the content that comes from Coachella that trickles down to social media is the worst content of the year. So that's why I think I, I just assume it's hell. I don't maybe know. I, I just fast forward right through it. Um, so I mean, <laughs> like scroll right through it whenever it comes up on Instagram. So then um, basically they're just getting it together. But then Tom's like, you know, most friends wouldn't spend this kind of money on a friend's engagement, especially when he's applying for a new home loan. But engagements are once in a lifetime. You can always borrow more money. Oh, you sweet, sweet Tom. That's not how it mm. works. And not, yeah. it's... I wonder, you know, I wonder how Raquel feels when she watches this and just sees that it's all Tom at the end of the day. You know, always borrow more money. Yes. Well, I'm sure there'll be a wonderful David Mamet play about you soon enough. So um, now it's Lala and Randall and Ocean isn't asleep. So there's just like some breastfeeding and uh, Sheena and Brock arrive. It's going to be the, fir- the baby's first playdates. And uh, Randall comes. He's like, play date in action. Yeah. Which um, is like so traumatic for the babies. And they're both so cute. They're both these just little tiny, cute little Muppet babies. Like they look just like tiny little Muppets, you know, like newborn babies look. And Lala's like, um, it's really strange to be having a play date with Shishi. Shishu. Like, I feel like we're playing house. But like, I have this little toothless thing. Like, we're moms. It's real. That's so mean of her to say that about Randall, little toothless thing. I mean, that's her husband. Have more pride in him. So Sheena's like, we need to check the map. And Brox just takes the kid. And Lala's like, wow, he's going to do it? And Fran's like, don't start. Don't start her, all right? I just changed my first diaper last week. They're like, in your life? (laughs) Don't you have like five children (laughs) or something? I think he has two, right? Well, now three. Oh. I think he. I think he has two. He has. He probably just has two, but he gives five children energy for sure. Rand, how many kids? Because you know, people people need to know. Rand Vanderpump, Vanderpump. I need to know now. How many kids does he have? Vanderpump rules. Who cares? Nobody cares about Rand. Who are Randall's kids? I really don't care. I already stopped caring. Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. So it went away. Yeah. So then Sheena gives uh, the, Sheena and Lala start this thing where they're just really mean to each other in the confessional. Um, yeah. So Sheena's like, "Oh my god! Like in his life, he's only changed one diaper. No money in the world can make me have a baby with somebody that doesn't want to be a partner." Clearly, Lala yeah. has a price though. You're with a man who left his wife and children to move to America. What are you talking about? Yeah, she said he's someone who doesn't want to be a 50-50 partner. Like your argument already today is that he is not helping at all. And he went out and played practice pickleball for a fake tournament instead of like helping you because you you and your mom were up so late. So um so anyway, Brock, we find out Brock was 20 when his son was born. And oh, I was a different person back then. You know, back then I could only one hippopotamus for breakfast. Oh, now I can do two. But I was a different person back then. And the pic- picture of him comes up. God, he's he is hot. I'll give him that. So then Lala's like, oh, my God, you were just a child. And I really understand that now because I'm a mom now. I'm a, I'm mom. a mom. He's like, yeah, I'm you know, I was very different. She says, well, when did you call it quits with your wife? And. 
and he says five years ago. And then he tells us, me and my ex split up five years ago. You know, she felt like I abandoned her and the kids when I came to America. You know, and then she moved on with the kid's stepdad, who then fulfilled the role of being their dad. It's like, well, you kind of did abandon them when you moved to America. Am I missing yeah, something? That's and it's just a yeah, bad I, thing I of like dad shaming. It's not dad. Well, shaming. I, I felt that way. I felt that way too. Like, I'm sure there's more to the story, but he makes it seem like her frustration is sort of irrational. But like, you moved two hemispheres away. I mean, you. I don't know why you decided to move to America, but your kids are in Australia. So then... Because um, usually uh, when you tell a story, you make yourself the hero, right? <laughs> like, no matter what happened. Yeah. Like, you, you make yourself look as good as you can in the story. And even in his version of the story, I kind of hate his guts. So it must not... Yeah, it he, must be really bad if that's his version. His version should have been, so... All, we all as a family moved to America and then they decided to, to go back to Australia because they never moved in the first place. And then you're like, oh, wow, what a bitch. She just left. The, she just tore the family away from him. But it's like, actually, no, she never left. Like, that's how you would spin it, right? To make yourself a hero. But or he's just like, like, you know, I oh, love my family. And they say, daddy, let's go have a camping trip. And we all went out there. Or I made a little tent. We were all happy as can be. And I heard a no noise in the middle of the night. And I opened my eyes, and my children were standing over me with little knives, and my wife had a match like she was going to stop me on fire. Then I ran through the woods for 10 hours before I finally found a plane that brought me to America. I mean, something, you know, come up with something. Or, or like a, well, it was very difficult in Australia because there were so many cats, and so we decided that we'd fly to America because there's no cats in America. And then, as I got to America, I lost track of my family, so I started working in a very crowded shop. And then there was a big rat who was taking over the entire neighborhood. And so late at night, I would sit at the window and sing Linda Ronstadt songs to my children and hope they hope that they would sing the songs back to me. And they were, and that's what happened. And to this day, that's why I'm known. As Fievelbrook. So Sheena's like, oh my god, yeah, like he has kids. And <clears throat> you know what? They have the same birthday, the girls. How crazy is that? Like, how crazy, right? And Lala's like, oh, so you mean Summer and his other daughter? And he's like, yeah. And Summer works with his sister's name, too, because Winter. It's winter. <laughs> it's always summer in Los Angeles and never winter. So it's actually perfect, really. You know? <laughs> I can't believe he has two daughters born on the same day named Summer and Winter. <laughs> and even Randall is like, uh, that, that's crazier than when I found out what changing a diaper entails. Yeah. Um, and he's holding the baby and he's got the baby's neck, you know, on his giant hand, like the baby's resting it. It just looks hilarious because yeah. his hand is human. And I have giant hands, you know. Um, but he's got these huge hands, this little baby's head like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kind of popping like, out of his hands and lala's like i would be pissed if randall had a baby named lake i was like mm. it's not quite as good as summer winter but fine right and i mean i get it but your baby would still be the biggest body of water you know so like your baby would still win yeah so, um i like that she, even in her hypotheticals she's winning Right. So I, I feel like I feel like land would have been a better thing. Like if you had a baby named Land. So or sky. ocean and land. That's you know, I feel sky. Like, or sky. That's, everything, sky. Right? that's a good comparison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, lake, it's like mm, not as good. 
So Brock says, yeah, it was a bad breakup. And Sheena's like, and, I mean, she's like, how dare you name my daughter Summer? As if, like, you're replacing the daughter he already has. And I'm like, I've wanted to name a daughter Summer since I was, like, 16 years old. And then we get a flashback to her talking about Rob's like, yeah, we've already named our first daughter, Vanessa Marie Parks Valletta. I'm like, mm, there's no Summer in there, Sheena. And so, um, um, Rand is like, uh, so when was the last time you saw him? And he's like, uh, like four years back. Dun, dun, dun. Because Lala and Rand are both looking like, are you fucking kidding me? What is wrong with this guy? I know. And Lala's like, uh, he meant to have said four days because like four, like four years. And she, it goes, now it cuts back and forth between Sheena and Lala. And she was like, well, it sounds bad, but there's like a lot more to it. Cause like, basically we're like replacing one baby with another, but we're not going to say we're doing that. So we're like, I'm going to take on his wife's name and it's going to be perfect. It'll be a new family, but the same family, but the like American versions, you know, it'll be like when they took that show from Australia. It's like with the Hemsworth brothers. It's like, um, we're like Hemsworths. That's where we are. Yeah. So like, we're going to start calling Azusa. Australia. Sydney. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's like, there's more to it. And Lala's like, so do you, like, FaceTime them and stuff? And he's like, nope. So no contact. <laughs> and goes, yeah, she cut my old family out. And Lala, in her confessional, is like, I cannot even imagine going four years without seeing my baby. Because I... I'm a mom. These are mom, mom tears. These are mom tears. I'm a mom. Well, there's no contact, but it's not for lack of trying. The only reason why there hasn't been contact is because he hasn't reached out, but not for lack of trying. And then one time, like, he didn't make contact, but it was like the Jodie Foster film, and I was like, gross, get that off. So, <laughs> um. I was like, did your babies come from outer space? Like, that's gross. And um, Sheena goes, I mean, he moved to America to provide a better life for his family. It's like, really, is Australia, like, a terrible, horrible place that you have to escape from that has no jobs or something? Because I'm pretty sure that Australia is a great fucking country, right? She literally just watched American Tale and got confused. Like, that was no joke before. That whole spiel. She's very confused with her timelines there. So, um, Brock is like, well, like I said, I feel like a better husband because... I, I felt like I did abandon them and I was a better person because of that. But I have to accept it because I was the one to move to America to make a better life for my children in Australia. Um. So then he tells us the last time he saw his kids, he remembers them laughing. And then uh, they came with him to the airport and he got a photo saying goodbye to them. And that's the last time he saw them. And it's super sad. And yep. Sheena's like, well, I mean, he is a master swaddler. He can change a diaper way faster than I can. I'm like, oh, my God. Sheena is still basing people's personalities on their their zodiac sign and how long it takes them to do menial tasks. He can swaddle a TV in seven minutes or less. <laughs> One time he mounted the baby on the wall. It took him like seven minutes and 15 seconds. So One time? He mounted a baby on the wall, but put a TV in the baby Bjorn, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I could actually see Brock walking around like a farmer's market with like an like a sixty-inch LCD TV just on his front, just like walking around with it, you know. So the Rand and Lala are horrified, as I imagine probably most of us are, right? So then uh, Tom and James return back to the house after getting all of their wait, errands. Wait. 
at, at the end at the end of the scene <laughs> um sheena's like uh or sprock is saying how this is the best he's felt support was from a family and she goes he's so great and then he just throws a towel at her <laughs> he throws like the barf cloth on her head uh, so then, uh, yeah, Tom and James return to the house, and Tom's like, bro, bro, we're going to make this crazy lie, all right? Just say that we, like, had to go get the batteries, the, the ones that have, like, those two things on top that one end plugs into the other, and then we'll be like, bro, we only we got the square battery, but then th- both ends, they only plugged into one certain kind of thing, so we had to go get the kind where one kind plugs into the other thing. And then, uh, I mean, it's great. They'll buy it, bro. They'll buy it. Like no one cares. <laughs> Can't we just do what Schwartz said when we went to Mexico? I blocked out and walked to the other resort by accident. That works too, right? Yeah. So they come in and Schwartz is like, "You guys were gone for three hours. I was worried sick about you." Yeah, I was so worried. I was like, "I think they got lost and got murdered." But then Katie said they weren't. So then I said they weren't murdered. Oh man, I hate getting steamrolled. So um. Katie's like, I and they're think- still eating the cheese its by the way. They still have, he still has this box of cheese its from this morning. And Katie's like, I think he was a little jealous. He's like, I wasn't jealous, Baba. God. So now everybody has to get ready for this big surprise, but they don't know what it is. And everybody gathers around, and um, Sheena comes in and she's like, um, I'm ready. I just drained six ounces out of my tits. Do I need my ID? <laughs> And they all hop into a van. Everyone's got a shot glass, shot glass, and they're driving. And she's like, where are we going? I don't like not knowing things. I don't like not knowing things, which is Must mm, be a painful life. <laughs> I was about to say, must be a very difficult experience for Sheena. Um, and so then, um, yeah, and then Lala starts singing Good as Gold in the car and everything. And then Ariana's like, wait a second. Did that sign just say, welcome to Archella? Is there some wordplay going on here? Because I take wordplay very seriously. Okay. <laughs> um, so they get there and everybody's like wooing, screaming because there's an arch of balloons and they're on the actual Coachella grounds. And Real Coachella. Yeah. Um, then Charlie falls over. And I just have to, I just feel like I have to be supportive and mention everything Charlie does because it's really not much. But, you know, you got to, you got to support the noobs. So, yeah, you guys, but she falls over, and the only one who seems to even pay attention is James. Oh my god, are you okay? As he keeps walking away. Um, <laughs> no one, like, literally, no one. She's like, she like falls and <laughs> she like falls into the fireworks and like, like on fire. Like, where's Charlie? Like, I don't know where Charlie is, but I think this is part of her hair piece that just fell out of the sky. <laughs> So there's like fire dancers, there's a photo booth, and there's just like a aerialist and tacos and a margarita bar and everything. And Raquel's like, I am blown away. And like, Raquel, you're just looking at a tree. Turn around, there's tacos. Oh my God, I'm even more blown away. <laughs> so, um, 10 minutes, bro, 10 minutes. And then you got to go over there. And James's like, oh my God, are you serious? 10 minutes? And um, he, Tom goes, I'll be with Rocky on the fireworks. So he goes off, and James tells us, I think that everything happens for a reason, all right? All my drinking, all of my hurdles that I jumped through with Raquel, all of all of those things had led to this moment. And I'm nervous as hell, bro. <laughs> so then um, James takes Raquel by a tr- the tree that she thought was Coachella. 
And um, she's like, oh, my God, you did so good. He's like, let's do walk. Oh, my God. This year has been hell and you stuck through it all. Let me show you something. This is for you. It's not our cella. It's our cella. You left out the O and the U, didn't you? Do you want me to go back to the house to find those balloons? No, Raquel. R cello. What does R stand for? Rolos. No, R. No. But what else does it stand for? Radiohead. Um, Rutabaga. No, no. What else does it stand for? Like, Ra. Apple. Radio. Rutabaga. <laughs> Roomba. No, Raquel. Raquel, I think harder. It stands for Rack. Rack. Nordstrom Rack. It's Nordstrom Rack. Rack Coachella. So there's balloons that spell out Rachella. And uh, I'm crying at this part. Like, I'm being shitty right now. But, then, <laughs> I was, but when the I balloons was came, I was like, <laughs> More for Ra- Raquel's. More because of Raquel than, than James, you know? So James is like, my angel. My pre-workout pill, since the day I laid my eyes on you, I knew that you were just the girl of my dreams. And the last five years of my life have been absolutely the best five years I've ever had. Hell for you, probably. Probably a terrible time for you, but wonderful for me. So you make me so excited to wake up every day and yell at your stupid little face and go through our little adventures to find more pre-workout pills. And Raquel Levis, I love you more than absolutely anything except for DJing at Sir. So... It would be my honor, my absolute honor, if you would treat me like some ketchups and marry me. It's like, oh my God, yes. He's like, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. (laughs) Give me your beautiful hand. And then fireworks start going off right when they kiss. And um, she said yes. And so everybody's like cheering and freaking out. And I was crying and feeling like a fucking idiot. It was it was surprisingly very, very sweet. And then Tom Sandoval was like, dude, James just, just proposed to Raquel, which I felt was actually should have. I felt like that was sort of uh, James's. That was like, I thought that was for James to tell. I don't know. Not a big deal. But by the way, you know what I have to say? I really did respect about this proposal was that they, I respected that they, he pulled her away and had a, well, quote unquote, private moment. There were TV cameras there, but like, it wasn't like a whole spectacle. Like he made it about her in that moment as like, instead of like kind of putting her on the spot and doing it flash mob, instead of like a stupid ass flash mob on a jumbotron, you know, it was just a fake jumbotron because it was still broadcast to all of us. Yeah. But yeah, it was cute. It was sweet. Um, and, you know, I'm happy for them. I love Raquel. I love James, you know, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, to get married, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell my friend, she should marry James, you know, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. know. I think he needs more time in the cooker, you know. He's like, he's, I, not, he's not in a pot. He's not like in a roasting pot. He's in like a, uh, what do you call the crock pot things that you plug in and it takes like nine hours yeah. to cook your meat. He's in one of those, a slow yeah, cooker. Pot. I feel like. Uh, I don't know if I want to get engaged to someone who has an unresolved um, feud about a split salad going on, right? Like, right. I want to get, I want someone who's beyond that stage in their life where they're where they're knocking over heat lamps in nice restaurants about split salad peas, <laughs> and then rage texting their best friend about how fat and stupid they are. <laughs> I mean, that was just a couple weeks ago in Vanderpump Rules time, so you know, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. It's like congratulations, you know, on, congratulations. yeah, on everything else you've accomplished. But yeah, that, that was still that's still work, still some things to work through before the, before the wedding. Bells, you're a spinning you know? beach ball. 
Okay, you're a spinning beach ball. <laughs> the computer is on and uh -huh. it's just thinking. Okay, it's thinking. Yeah, yeah, and it's and you know it's like one of those things where like you hit the back, you hit back because you're like, oh, I got spinning beach ball, and it says, do you want to send that form again? It's kind of like I we are the computer saying, Raquel, do you want to send that form again? Maybe don't do don't send that form, Raquel. Maybe yeah. go to a different web page. So those crazy. But we're kids. happy you're on the web page. Yeah, we're happy for you. Those regardless. crazy kids. We're well, happy you're connected to the internet. The fun episode, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We will be back tomorrow with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part one. I'm extremely excited for that one. Yep. Yep. Can't wait. Me too. Uh, everybody, thanks for being here. Great. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Saboni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the cat let out of the bag. It's Lily Catlett. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Coochar. We love you guys.